This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, December 13th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's state of lines. Lawmakers giving themselves more time and price tag for climate projects reaches $3.1 billion. Lawmakers are giving themselves a little more time. Congress gets another week now to agree on an omnibus funding bill for fiscal 23. The continuing resolution that has kept the government funded since October 1 expires Friday. But Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York announced yesterday that lawmakers will take up another one-week CR to give negotiators more time on the spending package. All of us are better off when the government is fully equipped to provide vital services millions rely on, Schumer said. Now, keep in mind, the omnibus bill is expected to include a disaster aid package. Price tag for climate projects reaches $3.1 billion. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack has announced funding for another 71 projects that will test approaches to using agriculture to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and market farm commodities as climate smart. Those projects bring the total cost of the Biden administration initiative to $3.1 billion. The USDA announced 70 larger projects in September. The smaller ones announced yesterday will get up to $5 million each and tend to be targeted toward niche markets and minority producers. Now take note, one of the most innovative new projects is led by Yale University that will use basalt dust rather than agriculture lime to increase soil pH and accelerate carbon sequestration. The process is called enhanced rock weathering. By the way, USDA estimates the 141 projects, which will take up to five years to complete Complete will reduce greenhouse gas emissions by 60 million tons over their lifespan. That's equivalent to the emission of 12 million gas-powered cars over one year. An estimated 60,000 farms nationwide will be involved with those projects. John Deere asks judge to dismiss repair lawsuit. Deere and Company wants a federal judge to dismiss a class action lawsuit that claims the company's repair policies violate antitrust law. Deere's motion argues the plaintiffs failed to adequately back up the antitrust allegations. Deere also denies it's trying to eliminate competition. Instead, Deere says it's creating a market for authorized dealers. Stripped of its rhetoric, the complaint fails to show anything but the inescapable reality that consumers have always known that they are getting when they buy a deer tractor, the company said. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy co-op in the country. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the upper Midwest. Among Edge's top priorities is milk pricing reform. Over its long history, the federal order system has aimed to serve farmers by ensuring the orderly marketing of fluid milk. But changing production and consumption patterns are rendering the system ineffective. Edge envisions changes that create flexibility, promote fairness, and strengthen the relationship between farmers and processors. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. 
Antibiotic sales down 1% for food-producing animals. Domestic sales and distribution of medically important antimicrobial drugs for use in food-producing animals decreased by less than 1% between 2020 and 2021. That according to the latest numbers from the FDA's Center for Veterinary Medicine. Compared to 2015, the peak year of sales, last year's sales were down 38%. Medically important antibiotics are most commonly prescribed for hogs and cattle. An estimated 42% was intended for swine, 41% for cattle, while 11% was for turkeys and just 3% for chicken. Tetracyclines, which represent the largest volume of domestic sales in 2021, decreased by a percent from 2020 through 2021. Penicillins decreased by 19%. Sales of macrolides and lincosamides each increased by 21%. Container terminal opens on Danube port. Ukraine now has a shipping container terminal up and running thanks to the efforts of the company Viking Alliance, according to the Ukrainian consulting firm APK Inform. Viking Alliance specializes in exporting ag commodities and importing farm equipment, fertilizer, and spare parts. The terminal is located at the inland port of Reni on the Danube River, which divides Ukraine and Romania to the south. The Danube was the primary route for Ukrainian ag exports before the Black Sea Grain Initiative opened up Odessa ports. But Ukraine still expects uh, exports from the inland Reni, Kelia, and Ismail ports. Bulk grain exports through those ports got a major boost when Russian forces retreated from Smyrny Island, known commonly as Snake Island. That allowed ships to enter the Danube through this deep water channel of Bystroy. Brazilian farmers are still hoping for rain. Forecasts for rain over much of Brazil's soy-growing regions have farmers optimistic. That's the case even in the deep south of the country, where some producers haven't finished planting, according to the consulting firm Agroal. Over 95% of the crop in the 2022-23 marketing year have been planted. Yields are still expected to be strong if the weather cooperates and the fields get enough rain, according to Agroal. Well, here's today's He Said It. If you don't, others are coming. We don't want to put all of our eggs in one basket. That H.E. Halamarium Desalin, former prime minister of Ethiopia, chair of the board of directors for Agra, noting the importance of U.S. agriculture companies investing in Africa. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, December 13th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.